This is a Hoff Studios podcast. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Hey guys, it's Daniela Rabani from the Mom Curious Podcast. First, let me say how grateful I am for you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this community. I love you so much. And I hope that every bit of um, content and um, every episode reaches you and touches you in the way you most need it. I really appreciate your shares and your, um, of course, your rating and reviewing and being in touch with you over Instagram at Daniela Rabani has been really a joy for me as well. I wanted to give you a heads up because this is kind of a racy um, episode. We have a literal feminist icon. Her name is Regina Tomashauer, and she's written several best-selling books. The last one was called Pussy. That's right, Pussy. We use that word several times in this episode because it's the name of her book, a New York Times best-selling book that I have read and loved and studied. And um, it's also a part of our body. Um, and it's worth reclaiming. In fact, the subtitle on her book is A Reclamation. Pussy, A Reclamation. So if this is something that has been on your mind, uh, female embodiment and pleasure and connection and power, um, you've come to the right place because Regina Tomashauer is the person. She is the literal queen of pleasure. Um, she is the mama, Gina, and she is in fact a mother to uh, a young woman now. And she raised her as a single mom while building an empire and changing the world one woman at a time. I hope you really enjoy this episode. I do suggest perhaps putting on some headphones um, in case you're in public or with your kids. Um, but please stick around. And if it's not for you, see you next time, friend. I love you so much. And um, what an honor to get to do this work. Enjoy Regina Tomashauer on the Mom Curious podcast. What an epic milestone for me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mom Curious podcast. I am joined today by a feminist icon, a legend. I'm an icon. An I'm a legend. Person in my <laughs> life, a mentor, a sister goddess, a woman who has dedicated her entire life to supporting other women in their pleasure, in their power. Who lives around the corner from you in Brooklyn? That's also true. She's also a, the New York Times bestselling author of Pussy, a reclamation, which, by the way, my friend Sarah got us together in, I think it was 2018 maybe 19? No, it was 2018. She got us together. She was like, I read the best fucking book you'll ever read. <gasps> I, I so put together so the best 10, maybe seven women. We did a mastermind all around this book. Whoa! I, I know you really well. Like, I just like, whoa, I just like recalled your first husband. Remember when I did yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, did. I really, did, 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 I really, did. I've been following you for a good long time. That's so good. I, I just want the, I'm sure there are people who are listening in who like, no, Regina Tomashauer, also known as Mama Gina, the way I might know Regina Tomashauer mm -hmm. from your work. Yeah. I just want to say, guys, she's even fucking cooler in person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank she's you. cooler. She's more intimate. She's more supportive than you could ever imagine. She's here. Hi. 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 Okay. And I have a goal. I want, I, I have a goal like for your audience. Yeah. Which is mostly moms, right? It's moms or people who are, who are considering being mothers, which... Maybe there are people who are listening who are like, actually, I, I don't want to be a mom, but I want to be supportive of mothers. Okay, great. So yeah. I want to, I, I want to just like shout out to all women mm. who are in creation, whether it's creating a baby, creating a dream or desire and setting it on its feet. Creating love itself. Creating like love. Uh, that to s stand deeply for your longing 
because your desires are that pathway that really chart the course of your life. And if you want that motherfucking baby, you get that motherfucking baby. You do not let anyone stop you no matter what. If you want, you have that most longed for dream, you stand that thing on its feet because that is what we are here to do is live the fullness of our desire. So I'm hoping that our dialogue today really lights the flames inside your audience to stand so powerfully for that which they long for most. You know, I I often am sitting across from people in the midst of that standing, learning how to stand. It's a whole other conversation with a woman who's done it. Oh, I'm doing it every day. We're all doing it every day. Yes. It's not like you have one big fat desire. You have a desire Mm. and then you have another desire and you have another desire. You know, you have desires for the world, desires for yourself personally, desires for your kids, your family, uh, all kinds. What do you desire now? Uh, well, Mm. (laughs) we touched on it. Now I, I desire to marry Peter. Like that's. Partnership. Yeah. I really want to, I want to go all in. Monogamy? Well, see, yeah, I mean, I think it's my version of monogamy, Mm -hmm. which I would call like monogamy with uh, flexible partnered borders, you know, where we could have adventures together. Great. Because you never want to like just, are you totally monogamous with your guy? I'm totally monogamous. How's it going? I mean, it's going. (laughs) (laughs) It's going. I mean, I think it's pretty conventional and I'm like an unconventional person. So Mm. I think there's like a part of me that... We'll see. We'll see yeah, and also, like, I think there's a lot to be said for, like, let's say choosing a container and then yeah. being wildly creative in your container yeah. and expansive in your container yeah. because it's a really, you know, it's like every day somebody's got to eat in your house. You got to cook dinner. Yes, and, and you can I have torture a lot of... yourself or have fun with it. Yes, yes, exactly. I think it's like uh, the priorities around making sure the kids are fed and that they're off to school are you know they're they're number one they suck you in though don't you they they could suck you dry they suck you dry (laughs) and they also are like totally pumping my body full of oxytocin in a way that's like wow i'm so in love with these children but it's not the same type of love as like sex yeah it's not the same type of love as orgasm as partnership but i also think that there's something really special about monogamy and that it's very healing to be totally by for me yeah to be held by my husband to be held loved chosen chosen adored adored yeah I, Men love us so much. They love us so much. It's like, whoa, you're I, amazing. I, I often get really pissed at the patriarchy, but I also, I'm in an experience in my in the four walls of my home where I think, my son looks at me with such adoration. Yeah. My husband really worships me yeah. in, in, in yeah. a healthy way. Yeah. And so I think like that's the, the true state mm-hmm. of men. Mm-hmm. Is to Truly. Support. I mean, patriarchy and men are different. Tell you us. Know? Tell us. Well, I, I think, let's say we live in a patriarchal world culture, which really simply means that the masculine and the feminine are way out of balance, way like out of tragically balance. out of balance. Like imagine if there's a bird with one wing flying. Ouch. Right? And that's what we see. We see like all of the these masculine structures of leadership are failing us over and over and over again. And what would happen if there was some balance between masculine and feminine in leadership? And my whole work has been like looking at that and saying like, hmm, it's not, you know, men are not to blame. Like women are equally uh, responsible for the culture. Like we have to make the internal Mm. shifts within ourselves to ignite our lights, turn on our power, step into our voice so that we can shift the balance in the world as women and stand for the truth. I, I'm so proud of my kid because like, you know, you always wonder like, how's it going to be growing up in a pussy palace? Because she did, you know, and she did not like it. And she was she didn't mean, like it. Oh my and God. you stood your ground because you knew that that was the right path for you. Well, as much as you can stand your ground as a single mother working her ass off, trying to raise the kid and feed the kid and put, put a, you know, change the world. Well, for the kids with a broom up her ass sweeping at the yeah. same time while all that's going on like and have a social life or a sex life yeah it's complicated but and so i feel and you single moms i just want to say. say single moms i love you there is no force more powerful than you okay so in the meantime 
Um, Maggie has turned out to be somebody who really stands for herself, like in ways that I could never at 25, you know, like her boss was giving her a, a, a whatever. She wasn't going to get put up for this raise, raise or promotion that she should have been at her job. And she goes in there and she sits down. She thinks, I, I think you should really reconsider this. Wow. And I want to tell you why. Wow. You know, I've been here for two years now and these are my you know this is what i've done for you guys like that's my kid how'd you do that i listen i was such a loser at her age (laughs) i was like i could never wait give me a little bit of the biography you were a loser at 25 i can't Uh, imagine the worst i was in hiding for that decade 20s i think are hard well for me i well here's the thing um you know, I, I had a, a family of origin where there was like, uh, you know, a, abuse lineage in my family. And, you know, I, many women have so much worse situations than I had. And at the same time, I didn't know at that those things really impacted me in the long term in terms of my self-confidence or you know self-love like mm. I had no confidence and no self-love I like, can't I was, even imagine oh that. god I was like I was like that invisible waitress that you find at like a coffee shop where you just don't even see her or remember her because she's so professionally invisible you know and but you give her a big tip anyway hopefully I always give big tips because I was there I w- waited tables for so many years because you were an actress yeah and ah. and I couldn't like audition for anything because I had no confidence or sense of power and so I just like folded like into a little crumpled blob for how long <sighs> I really it wasn't until my th- like 30 when because I wanted to be an actor yeah that I, I took a class uh, at the Actors Information Project in New York, and they were about actors having um, their own business plans. Oh. And so I thought, you know, because actors, we, we don't know anything about business. This is a real thing. I'm literally building my mailing list now. We, I've had this podcast for two years. Please join my mailing list. I, I like, Yes. Okay, wait a minute. Tell really, people, because tell people so- right now how to join your mailing list. Oh. How? Oh, you go on daniellarabani.com and there's a pop-up. There you go. There you go. Thank Done. you so much. Done. Because as actors, we have been taught to just wait. Yeah. And you, someone else will do it yeah. for us. We'll choose us. Yeah. We'll give us the words. Yeah. We'll give us the blocking. Yeah. And for a long time, that structure felt good. Yeah. Until. I, well, it, for me, it was when they said to me, I auditioned for them. And then they were like, well, you're a good actress. But you have no sexuality or sensuality. <laughs> you know, I was like this little rigid being with a high collar. I don't know what I was wearing, a turtleneck. Anyway, and but uh, so they said, you really have to get that part of you together or you will never work in this town again. Wow. Or you'll work as like, you'll be cast as older, you know, people 10, 20, 30 years older than yourself. I really think that the actor world is such a beautiful oh God. breeding ground of, beautiful. of many leaders. Beautiful. But also deep healing and transformation because it's all somatic work yes so how did you do with your acting um i mean i'm still acting (gasps) you are i'm like a professional actor oh my god that's so cool what can i see you in well the the thing that most people have seen me in is oceans eight by the way it's like the thing that like will will like like a really famous like big motherfucking hot movie and i was eight months pregnant in that like being yeah. pregnant in it or yeah. hiding your pregnancy um, in it i just was a person i was like a shop girl talking to sandra bullock and it's this one scene that's that's i need been to, you need to send it to me you times. need to send it to me because i just saw it on the airplane it's the i'm the first um scene and it's like been shared all over the internet a million times over because it's so well written and it's so wow. funny and we improvised and all of that anyway but and i, I, wow. I do tv shows I, I the reason why we're here in September is because I'm doing an off-Broadway show. So I, I'm still acting, but do you know how I... Wait a minute, you're doing an off-Broadway show? An off-Broadway show, yeah. I'm I, so coming to that. Oh, thanks. Uh, the reason why I actually... The first time I heard of you, Mama Gina, is through my agent. You're kidding. Well, because it, that is a real thing that you really can't... You can't call in the attention of an audience without turning on your sexuality Truth your sensuality me. your Truth. embodiment and Truth. uh and an agent who loved me yeah who loves me who's still a dear friend 
said, would you come with me to the School of Womanly Arts? Oh, wow. And did you go to one of my experiences? I was afraid I didn't go. I looked at it and I was excited about it. Are you kidding me? I know. <laughs> I know. And no, here but we this are. is so valuable because you can imagine. This was like, a voiceover agent, by the way. This, that's this so is how, cool. that's how important embodiment is. You can hear it on the mic. Yeah, you can. You totally you can, can hear it. You can feel it. Yeah. You can. When we're cut off from the deepest parts of ourselves, mm-hmm. come on, say it, pussy. Yeah, say it. From our pussies. Yeah. From our pussies. From our from our pleasure. From our from our clits. From all of that. From yeah. our orgasm. Yeah. People know. It's not a secret, actually. No, I know. I know. And here's the thing. That's what made me invisible in my 20s because I was completely cut off from that energy. And so like you, I my one of the acting teachers there told me about this class called Basic Sensuality that was taught by a school that was then called Moore University. So, And they're like, you should go to this. It will help you. Is Moore University also orgasmic? Not orgasmic meditation. Oh yeah, it. That's where but, that lady uh, got her training, and she started her company. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it was like a really powerful seed that's impacted a lot of us, myself included. Um, wow. So I was. I go to the class. I was a tiny bit braver than you because I went mm-hmm, to the class. You actually showed up. <laughs> but then I ran away at the lunch break, and mm-hmm. I went back to my apartment because I was so freaked out to be even in a room talking about sex and sensuality and pleasure, which I knew nothing and I was so scared about. And, you know, uh, so, but then it was a two hour lunch break and I just sat there and I thought, idiot, your life will never change if you stay in your apartment. And so bravery got in a cab and went back to the class. Is that how you met Bruce, by the way? I did. So that yeah, is like, actually how your your daughter got here? She did. She did. She was, you know, a product of orgasm. As we all are. As we all are. See, that's yeah. the, the interesting thing. So we have this um, friend in common, Emily, who says, like, she said something about how, you know, when we talk about children, we we try not to talk about sex, of course, because there, there are some nefarious, horrible people out there. But really... If we talk about it in its purest sense, how did they get here? Right. How mm-hmm. did we all get here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sex, mm-hmm. orgasm, mm-hmm. pleasure, yeah. connection. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. what we're literally made of. Made of. Made of. It is the life force, baby. It is. Yeah. So um, I don't remember what we were talking about, but it was fun. Let's go back in. Yeah. Anywhere. Well, we were talking about you. We were talking about more university yeah and something that i ask um my guests because we have your bio right we know how uh-huh you're the the important work that you do in the world but because the feminine changes every fucking day <laughs> you know like we don't live on a 24-hour schedule we live yeah. monthly we live seasonally yeah i try to ask um every guest if i remember who are you today so we know where you came from this buttoned up mm-hmm Really smart. If you read any of Regina's books, you'll you'll know she's a philosopher. She's really smart. Thank she's you. so well spoken. She's so driven. She's so passionate. I'm sure that was always there. Yeah. Repressed. But repressed. Yeah. And who are you today? I'm I think I let's say I am uh, a product of being loved by Peter Sweeney which has allowed me to like connect to like parts of my woman, parts of my girl, parts of my whore, parts of my aliveness that, you know, when I was like a pure Mama Gina zone, I didn't have those like arms to catch me or, you know, cause I, I, I was too busy to really surrender and that's what I wanted to do. But now I'm just like surrounded. I am like a wash in this love and this partnership and and I'm and, and we're doing fun things together you know I, I sometimes I'll teach with him uh bring him in for different things because he's master at stroking pussy and connecting women to their orgasm so especially if a woman is a little unplugged in that area or wants to expand in that area he is a pure genius how? and he also Why? teaches men how to stroke women's pussies because a lot of men they don't know. 
You, they want to know, but they don't know. Should we, should we drop some information for, for people? Peter to... Sweeney, right. Wait a minute. Okay. Yes, because, I mean. This are... is huge. This is huge. He will get in there, and he and he is, like, so gentle. You know, it's not like, he's just, like, he's more Clark Kent than Superman. Hmm. So he's just gentle, understated, attuned, attentive. And, yeah, I mean, I think probably the way to get to him would be uh, to info at mamaginas.com and then Priscilla will forward it over to Peter. So I-N-F-O at M-A-M-A-G-E-N-A-S.com and then Priscilla will hit him up. And that's for your men to go yeah, to Peter. Teach, teaching men how to stroke pussy. He does like one-on-one -on -one sessions. Wow. And then he'll teach women how to ex relax and experience orgasm. Or expand their orgasm because who, who doesn't want to have their orgasm expanded? But I'm so lucky. I don't lucky. even know what you mean by expand your okay. orgasm. Like longer, th yes. thicker, wider. There's only two deeper? ways to expand. Um, oh, only two ways. Duration oh. and intensity. That's all. So, but you might want more duration or more intensity. I don't know. I probably think you do because you're that kind I, I of girl. Do. Yeah, I, I definitely do. <laughs> duration, intensity, and also isn't it? There, we can have multiple orgasms. Yeah. People need to work on that too, right? Like yeah, sometimes it's not we're work. just like one undone. It work. is work, right? It's not work. It is a discipline. Oh, it's not work. It's discipline. Yeah. More it's more like that. a practice, right? Like, because you can, you actually can, you know, just similar to, it's kind of like a, if, if you were uh, learning a language, you just get more vocabulary every day. Or if you're going to the gym, you try and experiment and allow your body to feel and mm. move in different ways or dance class. or So he, what you can, I, that's was the heartbeat of my training was I was certified in a technique called extended massive orgasm. Yes. So I read I, that book. Train. Oh, extended massive orgasm is so good. I read that book with that, my husband. That is, I bet your husband used that thing as a study guide in a Bible, and he's practicing all kinds of shit on you. Yes, he is, and also, um, women come first. What was that book? Yeah, uh, she comes first. She comes first. Um, and we did some. Was that owning. mostly? Was that mostly about pussy sucking? That book. It was mostly about cunnilingus. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's not bad. I mean, it's a good read. We're not gonna. I'm not going to turn that down. We're not going to turn that down. What's your husband's superpower in bed? Definitely the the kind of like this. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm just like thinking, are my in-laws listening right now? <laughs> Thank you very much for bringing Dan Serkin into this world. Yeah. Through your love. Yeah, truly. In case they are. Truly. And they'll be listening. proud of him. Because like you actually, as moms, is I think it's our obligation to mm. teach our sons, our boys, about how to take care of women. Mm how to pleasure women. It's also their pleasure to take care of women. Oh my God, it's so much so. Like Jasper, who's my roommate, he's five. Mm -hmm. And like we, he does stuff for us, you know? Yeah, to help out. To Yeah, like he loves to take care of us. He'll be like, Regina, do you want to have lunch with me today? You want to be, be my lunch date? I'll be like, yeah, Jasper, let's have your lunch date. You know, how cute is that? Yeah. But he knows that it's up to him to... You know, which is a cool thing. I've had students of mine, like sister goddesses, they'll teach their little boys to make them baths mm. at night mm. because moms always make little boys bath. Mm -hmm. But what about allowing him to be the person that turns the faucet on, put the, put the bath oil in, yeah. put the music, the candles, and then do that for mom? Like, that's oh, cool. I'm really sitting with how special this is. Because I have a son and a daughter. Yeah. And for me, it really does feel like I have a, just like the world in my house. It, it is a world in your house. It is a world. And it's, a, it's so much responsibility and opportunity. And uh, those, your kids are so lucky. <laughs> your daughter is so lucky. Does she practice in the same way? Or do, I mean, Oh, she would give you the biggest eye roll. Really? Oh my God! She doesn't no. do the gratitude, oh, the brags. Well, the... okay, I forced this on my family when we have our Shabbat dinners that everybody has to go around, and I do. We'll do different things. Like I, I do a 
we'll do a brag and a drag. Mm-hmm. Like, What's a drag? Oh, the drag. Okay, a drag, okay. like something you're struggling with, or, and a brag is something that you're celebrating about yourself. Or I was like, a drag? A drag, a drag. <laughs> and then uh, we'll do gratitudes. Yeah. So she's we'll do favorite frames, yes. you know. But she would never in a million years do anything like that really? on her own. At least that's what she, that's her cover story with me. Maybe she does it with her friends. She's in her 20s though. So like, yeah, she's if allowed. we do rewind back, like this is, this is her unfolding. Yeah, totally, totally. And I'm proud. I, I, I'm i proud of her just like being, giving me the eye roll. It's good. Yeah, it's good. You don't want to be like all about your mother when you're in your 20s. You want to be like about exploring the world. She's all the way in a different continent too. She I'm proud moved to London. I'm proud of her too. I think it's smart because I'm big personality. And you, I th- you? And she needed like her own country. Mm-hmm. And she got it. I'm and so- she is really happy in the UK. It's a cool place. I studied there for a little bit. Oh, did you? Well, they just have the most magnificent theater there. Museums and art and culture. It's, mm-hmm. you know, because you and, spend time there now too. Yeah. And I, I think she just is... Uh, there's like a little bit more humanness in London. Is there? Than at least her part where she's living, where it's like very small village town feeling. She's wow. in Marlebone. Wow. And so it's just nice. I feel I feel like she's in a really good place. She's the cutest boyfriend. <laughs> so and we we were in Italy with them for a week and he is fantastic, yeah. fun, funny, smart, ambitious, loves her. What more could you want? Nothing really. I have a question about the name Mama Gina. Yeah. Because I always thought Mama. I know. As this sexy, sexual, sensual, trailblazing woman. Mama? Right. Mama is at home. I know. Cooking. Yes. Cleaning. Yeah. With a big apron on and a big pot of spaghetti. But not, but, but not. (laughs) Oh, yeah. How did you come up with this name? It Mama was like Gina. a lark. You know, in those early days, and I still do this, like I just love to create different courses. So I just threw shit at the wall. But then once I had Maggie, yeah, you know how kids change you. I just had such a great, like a, I had like this, I was like, I am part of a lineage. Yeah. I, I have ancestresses that made me possible. Mm. I, you know, what am I doing to make the world able to handle who and what a woman is or a girl is like I have to do something and I have to start with women because we are the leaders even if we're not credited with leadership even if we don't know we're leaders we are the leaders in shifting culture so she was about uh, just a couple months old as watching tv um, turned on hbo or something there was a movie called dangerous beauty Best movie ever still, 25 years later. And it was about a courtesan. Right. And uh, this girl was given a choice, go to the convent or become a courtesan, which is a woman who really practices all the arts of the feminine. Charm, beauty, she's educated. She can play instruments, ride horses, like own her own money. Like it's, it's really very different because it was such a repressed time when women were property and courtesans were treated very differently. So she's young, we're like 15, 16, something. And she sees that she has to get her hair cut off if she goes to the convent. Mm. So she's like, okay, I'll be a courtesan. <laughs> and her mother uh, starts to teach her because her mother was a courtesan. Mm. And she's in the bath and her mother is bathing her with like scented water and it's a beautiful scene, Venice. And she says, if you want to give pleasure, you must know pleasure. Oh my God, say that again. If you want to give pleasure, you must know pleasure. And I was like, that is the problem. Women are supposed to like take care of their husbands, take care of their kids, take care of their families, take care of their boss, work late, volunteer, be on the PTA. Change the world. Change the world. Populate the world. Populate the world. <laughs> and But no one teaches us how to pleasure ourselves, like how to really take that attention and put it on us. And I was like, that is a missing element. I got to start a courtesan academy in New York City. 
And I had just become a mama. And so I was like, I'll just call it Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts. And I literally had no idea that I'd be sitting here, whatever, 25 years later, having created a worldwide movement and educated tens of thousands of women and books. And I, I could not have dreamed. It was Stadiums. a lark. I mean, yeah. they were like, the Javits Center was full uh, yeah. of women yeah. dedicated to their pussies. Truth. And each other. Yes. Because of this movement. Yes. While you were raising your child. Yeah, yeah. Inspired by her. Oh, totally. And, and by your experience. Totally, totally, yeah. And I know it's it's a challenging time for women, you know. Now? This has been, you know, we lost Roe v. Wade, like... Uh, it's it's who would have ever thought we would be living in this kind of climate in this kind of circumstance but i my theory is that this the darkest hours just before the dawn and their feminine leadership is rising and women are galvanizing and connecting and so important because we can change this world in our lifetime through oh. sisterhood, through connection, through turned on pussies, activated turned on pussies. So now yeah. I'm actually mentoring, I'm teaching um, a teacher training. Great. Uh, so that I, I can mentor other leaders because that's my passion at the moment. Is it? Yeah. Well, I know that you've been mentoring our friend Emily Fletcher, <laughs> her friend Layla Martin, who I know is also was a, a, a student, student of yeah. yours. Yeah. And both mm. of them have super incredible practices and disciplines. Like Emily is, she's the best meditation teacher. She really is. She's my meditation teacher. Oh, uh, yeah. Amazing. Layla with Tantra is amazing. So there's women are, there is a powerful. Uh, expansion of women really standing in their voice and standing for the world in different ways. So we will change shit. I, we are currently, but I, I think people don't know why is it important for there to be literal pussy turn on? Like, why is it important for our biologies to be turned on, ready to be sexed and to mm -hmm. feel ecstasy? Why, mm -hmm. why, why? Well, if you think about it, like you can learn just as much about a culture from what it uh, eliminates mm -hmm. as what it celebrates. Mm -hmm. And pussies, women, are disparaged, put down, ignored, violated, raped with without, you know, the, the statistics are shocking how many young women are have. Uh, experiences of abuse or violation. So there is a, a uh, it's like a, you know, neon sign of what wants redemption, reclamation, attention. And women are told, you know, that to have so much shame. If you, if you think about it, like when you were a little girl, what did your bits and pieces get called? Mal Mal, which is no. so... That's so what crazy. does that even mean? What does that mean? I don't know. My parents Mama? spoke. I know my parents spoke to me in Hebrew. There was some Yiddish around. There was some Pars Parsi, Farsi, like the, those are the languages. Mal Mal doesn't even mean anything. Yeah, it's an it's like a thing that was only used in the bath to talk about what was dirty, right? What was stinky? Yeah. What needed to be cleaned? Yeah. And then I was also taught within my religious structures that my period was also impure. Right. Mm -hmm. I was really taught that the base of me was yuck. Exactly. Not just And that pussy, by the way, pussy, the word pussy is a is a is a slur. Totally. Totally. It's uh yeah. I, I mean if you wanna, you know, really insult a man. You call him a pussy. Yeah. Uh if you wanna really, you know, hurt a woman, call her a pussy. So um I I paid attention to that, you know, and I and I recognized that that and also in my own experience, right? When I had taken that class, for example, at Moore? Yeah. The homework that night was that you had to go create a pleasurable experience for yourself mm. and treat yourself as if you were the most important person in the world. Now, I never did that. You know, I would put out like the good plates or plates for my guests, you know, but for myself, I made eat out of a takeout container, you know? Yeah. And so 
I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting to do something pleasurable. It seems weird, but whatever. But like literally it started to change me even just thinking about pleasure. Like women, we have 8,000 nerve endings dedicated to pleasure. And that means if 8,000 of our thoughts aren't about pleasure, 8,000 of our dreams, 8,000 of our desires, 8,000 of our actions, we're not living the design of what it means to be a woman because we have an organ dedicated to pleasure on our body. And, and nothing else. And if you don't, you, right, a guy has a multi-tool. Right. He pees, he ejaculates, you know, all kinds of things happen down there. But It's, it's great. Good for yeah, I'm so happy for, for him. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, ours doesn't do anything, just feels pleasure. So if you're not feeling or experiencing or prioritizing pleasure, you are drying yourself out. You are dehydrating. You are in formaldehyde. You are stuck. You lose your enthusiasm, your life force. And so for me, choosing, like I went to my little deli that where I was invisible, you know, bodega that's on the corner. The idea of you being invisible. I was so. And, but then I'm there preparing for my special night and I'm like, hmm, should I get pink roses or white roses or yeah. And so I'm just like thinking those things. And the deli guy is like coming around saying, do you need any help? Can I help you do the, which flower, you know, can I help you choose your, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm just thinking about pleasure and I'm getting a different response from the world. It scared me at the time. Now I like it. But that experience of creating pleasure, it literally changes the space time paradigm. Like I could feel time softening. Like I was sinking into the music I had put on. I was like in the bathtub, like enjoying the moment, which is the gift of pleasure. Mm. And when I looked in the mirror, because there was a part where you had to look in the mirror and I was feeling like, you know, all kind of floaty and delicious because I had my little chocolate covered almonds and my bath and my music and my Pellegrino. And I looked in the mirror and I saw the goddess in me. Mm. And I was like, oh fuck, that's where she's been hiding all these years. Right there. We don't see her in the temples or the churches, or the, the, the mosques. There's no, fe- you know, no feminine in those spaces. She's been hiding inside of women and pleasure is how we activate her. So I was like, okay, this is my mission. I have to figure this shit out. I have to learn about pleasure. And then I have to turn the world of women on to that fact that they're, they have a goddess in them mm. that wants to breathe and wants to live, that wants to ignite their lives with her aliveness, which we all have access to, but we as women don't even know. We turn ourselves off because we live in a culture that encourages women to turn off and dial it down and put out our own lights. Mm. So that's what started. And then I was like, okay, if I'm really going to do this, I have to learn how to come. I have to really <laughs> learn that. And that's, you know, I took all the amazing different trainings and so forth that I did both at Moore University and with Drs. Vera and Steve Bodansky and all the ways. So I just... And still today. And still today. And I teach women about orgasm and and connecting to their pleasure. Uh, but it's really and truly as simple as like, if everyone listening to this podcast, all you do is like make one choice today mm. that is only for you Hmm. only for you and sometimes it can be so simple it can be you know putting on that expensive scented bath uh like oil that you hold for special occasions or it could be you know really like sitting down for lunch Mm -hmm. instead of shoveling it could be uh that you take a book to the park it could it's really any pleasurable thing shifts a woman's energy. It kind of turns on all of her neurotransmitters, including beta endorphin and uh, prolactin, uh, you know, the bonding hormones, Mm -hmm. all of that. She starts to feel more worthy, more right, more beautiful, more in love with herself. And Mm -hmm. that's what pleasure does. So it's really crucial for our daily diet. It's kind of like brushing your teeth. You do that every day. You don't think about it pleasure your fucking self. Now you can also, if you want to like take it to an art form, do some self-pleasuring. Yeah. Learn about your pussy, learn what you like. It's so important. 
you know, because you, you need to put your key in your own ignition, mm -hmm. turn that baby on, take her down the highway, and then you can invite passengers, but not before. I'm having this experience where your own pleasure just recalling your life, your work, your turn on mm -hmm. is so contagious. Yes. That I feel, yes. I am literally feeling the space and time warp that you you're can feel about. it yeah and i think that answers the question too you know like why is it important for women to feel turned on because every one candle can light another yeah and i mean i'm experiencing it right this second yeah okay so in this great. in this room yay, yay, in this yay. time good yeah oh god you're gonna get you're gonna get late tonight Mama. yes yeah, i so am uh, so are you friend. <laughs> enjoy so is marty <laughs> Even if by our own selves, by yeah, our truly, own hands. Truly, which I mean, is really, like what a best. joy. I mean, come on. These hands. What an honor. These hands, like, come on. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but uh, wait a minute. We're just talking about pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. You and I, oh, well, how you can, you kind of like vibed up level turn on because of my turn on, right? Mm. And then you're going to bring that out in the world and you're going to up level the turn on of every single woman and child and man that you encounter. The opposite is also true. When a woman is filled with self-hatred or self-doubt, she spreads. And projects. Oh, my God. The projection is so real. Oh, my and, gosh. And imagine, you know, you wake up in the morning, your mommy comes down to fix your bowl of cereal and your mommy just hates herself. Yeah. and feels so much doubt and she feels beaten down by life and she hasn't really ta had time to take care of herself because she's just trying to get food on the table. And that transmits to your children. So it's crucial, even when your circumstances are pressed and stressed and almost impossible, to inroad little drops and moments of pleasure. Yeah because it allows you to be in love with yourself. And that's super important for women right now. It's how we change the world. I loved the preface, by the way, of Pussy Reclamation. It was to, or was it the um, dedication? It was to all the women who don't have the time, the right. money, the resources mm -hmm. to even care about their turn on. They're yeah. just living day to day, mm -hmm. meal to meal, moment to moment. I love that you say that it's it's on us yeah. who are able to pick up this book, who yeah. have the privilege to read it, to take a moment for our pleasure, to actually engage in it. Because otherwise, we'll never reach our sister goddesses on the other side. That's right. That's right. Right. It's up to us to turn the world on. And it's easy once you are willing to practice the discipline of pleasure. Oh, talk to me about Which that. Which is not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> tell me more about that. Just just tell me more about that. The resistance. Okay. We don't resist pain. We really don't. You know, if I called you no, up. No, because it's inevitable. That's that, yeah. that's what I think. That's the first thing I thought was like, oh, because it's inevitable. I, yeah. I, I'm going to be in pain. Life is hard. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. But like if I ca call you up on a school night and I'm like, listen, you and I we we have the same blood type. Can you meet me at the hospital? I need a transfusion. Baby, I'm there. You'd be like, there. I'm so there. Right. And then if I wake you up, same night, school night, and I'm like, I am at the hottest, most insane, sexiest party. You'd be like, Regina White, well, it's a school night. <laughs> I have to take the kids in the morning. Like, please, can you just call me another time? You know, we... Pleasure. I mean, that's a, a you know an extreme example. But no, but it's great because because we are, we are fueled on adrenaline. We're not fueled by by the the pleasure chemicals, which by the way could definitely fuel us enough to get to school drop off. Could the next day. Could 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 could. But we're used to the adrenaline. We're used high. to serving, and we're used to prioritizing. Like, I I have I teach a small mastermind for a small group of women. And there was a woman yesterday uh, that I was interviewing, and she um, she lives in Europe. She doesn't work, but and she only she has one child, uh, a little girl. She says she can't possibly she doesn't have any time for herself. I was like, well, 
one kid. <laughs> okay. How, you're not working? And she's like, well, the staff. Oh. Do you know how hard it is to run a staff? I was like, <laughs> I was like no. Okay. So, and I was like, okay, so you have the staff living at your house. How many? Six? Six of them. Okay, so you have this staff that you have to work out, and you're working so hard to run the staff that you don't have time to create pleasure for you and your partner? Yeah. And she's like, I know it sounds crazy, but she was built to choose work and not choose pleasure. Mm. Like so many of us like are. so many of us, yeah. And so it was, I wasn't surprised actually, but I, I kind of gave her some ideas. I was like, why don't you have the staff, light some candles in your bedroom, oh. put, get a bath for you and your man, and then put a, two glasses of sparkling water or champagne. And put then, them to good use. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, how can we work this to your advantage? Like, because we get so in the habit of working that we don't realize we're always gonna resist pleasure, but we have to do it anyway. I, 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 have, to, I have to say, you built a million dollar, multi multi-million million dollar, company dollar on pussy. Yeah. Company <laughs> raised a child, you know, found the, the second love of your life, you know, like, or maybe just the one, who knows, but like, because of- He's the one. He's the one. Oh, yeah. I love it. Hi, yeah. Peter. Hi. Um, because you carved out time for Pleasure. Yeah, it is what I'm is what right. I'm understanding. Totally, it actually gave you more time. Actually, when I was in that vortex with you, which is like, you know, since we're not talking about all that um, juicy, yummy stuff, I'm not quite in there yet. But the really the time really does mm -hmm. warp. It does warp. It's so. And now fun. I'm back to the regular. Oh, we gotta yeah, get to yeah, the yeah. end of this podcast yeah. and make sure we get all our yeah, points. And I'm yeah, sort of yeah. it's sharp and it's yeah. important, but. It really does work. It really does work. I, I just yeah. experienced no, it totally. in this so last cool. hour. So cool. Yeah. And you're going to do that tonight. And you're <laughs> going to do that tonight. Like, let's say tonight we all make a pact that there's going to be a moment yeah. where we light some candles, get in that bathtub, put that music on, and just like really maybe gently touch ourselves it's the act of a woman taking pleasure from her own body mm. that alters time mm. and just creates a whole new paradigm so and we can do that literally in a second you can do it even if you're at your office oh like on your leg, like just yeah. on your leg or your face. Yeah, I mean, right, I, you have access to that. You don't have to wait for some guy or some girl or some right. party. It's free. That's it's free. the other thing that I, I noticed when I took your course, by the way, um, you were catering and serving and uplifting and educating women all over the world, all different ages. Yeah. I could tell there were all different socioeconomic backgrounds, mothers, not mothers. Mm -hmm. um, what was so cool is, of course, we were, we were paying for the course and we were paying for the inspiration. We were paying for the knowledge, but the access is here. Yeah. It's free. It's free. We it's were built free. to do this. Built. To enjoy our built. own selves. Yeah, totally built. And, and it's fun, like let's say if you have a group of sister goddesses to practice with, you can find little stealth ways to, you know, for example, like if you just like in your, you're at a business meeting and all the guys are taking over and you're just sitting there going, oh God, oh God. If you just start grinding your hips, <laughs> just that. doing like a little rotation, a little hip rotation, you get that pussy right. activated. And then instead of getting pissed at the guys, you kind of soften. And then you kind of think, oh, look, at they're cute. They're trying so hard. And I see what's going on. They just, they're just slower than I am. I'm going to find the exact moment where I can just like wrap a golden lasso around them and blaze a trail of truth and just take over this business meeting. Okay, there it is. Boom. You know, uh, I, you can do that with making a subway appear. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You know, just grind. Cast a, just cast pussy a grind. Spell. It helps. It, you just cast a spell. The little pussy spell. It was done. Like, women used to flash their pussies at the fields in ancient Egypt to invoke the crops to grow as high as their pussies. Mm. You know, 
or uh, women would pee in the ocean to uh, like if they want if they're pissed and they wanted to create a storm, they're just like, ah. you know, or they're like in the second century, there's philosopher named Pliny who wrote about this Persian army that they were retreating because they were thinking they were losing the war and the women all flashed their pussies at the soldiers and they went back and they won the battle. Mm. You know, so it's power. We got a lot of power in the matter. I mean, today, multiple times in an hour, babies are coming out of pussies. That is I the mean, truth. There's no bigger miracle. I mean, really, and also bellies. Let's let's not get that twisted. But I mean, they're they're like getting injected in and then coming out for the most part of our pussies. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like really that is miraculous in and of itself. She who bleeds but does not die and gives life. That is a woman. Mm. Yeah, we are that powerful. Because remember, like you know. 10,000, 20,000 years ago, when people bled, they were dying. Right. Not women. No. Every single yeah, month. That is right. It's so cool. And, do- and women were used to be warships because we did give life. There was a day and there was a time, you know, pre-patriarchal, you know, probably 5,000 years ago, more than 5,000 years ago, where the feminine was viewed as divine. Mm. Like your husband looks at you. Yeah. And also like you look at other women. Yes. Truth. That is the truth. And and how the people in your circle look at other mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. How I now look at other women. Yeah. That's right. It's beautiful. I really see them. Yeah. I really see them for the goddesses they are. Yeah. Really. Yeah. How do we learn more from you? Oh, hit up, hit me on Instagram. I, I love the best Instagram. So much fun. Uh, Mama Gina's, I think that's what it's called, Mama Gina's. And then if you go to mamagina.com, you can join my mailing list because I write these baller newsletters, really fun. I have different classes coming up at different times of the year. Virtual Pleasure Boot Camp Mm -hmm. is coming back in a couple months. Highly recommend. All kinds of fun things are happening. Thank you so much for your work. Thank you for being Aww. you. Thank you for standing in your pleasure. Aww. Thank you for being in love and in your surrender. Aww, I know. Thank you so for cool. the way you raised your daughter Aww. and you continue to raise her and the way you raise up all of your mentees and your students. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you work. so much for letting me come and talk to you today and just like hold space for all the majesty and, and the way that you serve your community. It's so powerful. And now they can join your mailing list. Oh my God. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye guys. Thank you so much. Thank you as always for listening to the mom curious podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right. Have a great day.